You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your host here, Colton Molesky, bringing you Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the Locked On Timberwolves.com website, Locked On Timberwolves.com website, as well as the Locked On Timberwolves Twitter page at Locked On T Wolves, as well as my Twitter page at C Molesky, M O L E S K Y. I post all kinds of stories, post the, the podcast on there, all kinds of sports content, as well as my own uh, thoughts, mumblings, and bumblings. Uh, if you want to, go check it out. Today we will be talking about a few things. We've got the Kawhi news that broke this morning, so I want to just touch on that before I really look at how that affects the Western Conference, because guess what? The Timberwolves are in the Western Conference, and this is going to play a role into how how I think that the season will play out, how I think that the the postseason is going to fall into place. All that good stuff has a lot to do with the Timberwolves. We're going to talk about that, as well as free agency in the context of the Timberwolves, what maybe I'm seeing from fans, why I think this free agency period wasn't terrible for the Timberwolves, all that good stuff coming up. First, let's talk about Kawhi. So if you haven't seen, if you live under a rock, if you just don't care enough, that's okay because I got the information. I'm bringing it to you. I'm bringing it to your doorstep. We have a trade that went down this morning. It is being finalized, but uh, uh, barring a miracle for teams like the Lakers who are holding out hope for Kawhi still, barring a miracle, Kawhi Leonard is being sent to the Raptors with Danny Green and in return... The San Antonio Spurs are getting DeMar DeRozan and a first-round pick as well as another piece from the, uh, from the Raptors. This is a huge trade. This is a massive trade because, well, first, it, it's a, there's a lot of layers to this. There's a lot of layers to this. The, the first one is, is that if you're a Lakers fan... You're incredibly disappointed, I'm sure. I've already seen some angry Lakers fans. You're incredibly disappointed that you couldn't grab, you couldn't work out this deal with Kawhi. The assumption was is that if he stayed, uh, if he stayed with. Oh, and by the way, just to just to get everything fact based, they traded Demar Derozan, a center and a, a first-round pick in 2019 to the Spurs. So they got a couple pieces, mostly it's just DeMar DeRozan and the 2019 first-round pick. But you're getting that for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Really solid trade for the Raptors, I think. But anyways, if you're a Lakers fan, I'm sure you're upset. I'm sure that uh, plenty of Lakers fans were still holding out hope or that there's an assumption that he would be a Laker next year if he stayed with the Spurs. Uh, I know that talking to Summer League, there's a lot of Clippers people who really thought they could maybe pull this off. Uh, I, I, it just seemed like he was destined to stay in the West. And I, I really do believe, 
because a lot of people, I, I see this take now as well. And now that he was traded, I see this take where, oh, he was traded to the Rafters and they didn't have to give too much for him. There was the least, and that's why they got Danny Green as well, is because now they're going to lose him next year. And uh, they they gave away DeMar DeRozan a first-round pick for a year rental and Danny Green. Why is that a take? I think you, you should think that after the Paul George, you should think after the Paul George scenario that that staying in the city that you're playing for for that year is definitely on the table. Don't just dismiss the Toronto Raptors sales pitch for the next year. Also, I think that Kawhi is going to play one year where he doesn't have to play LeBron James. He doesn't have to play the Houston Rockets. He doesn't have to play the Golden State Warriors. He doesn't have to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. He doesn't have to play the Utah Jazz. He, there's all these teams with really good talent on them, and there's all these teams that have all-star players on them that he doesn't have to play. He'll have to play uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be a good team, the Boston Celtics are going to be a good team, and the Indiana Pacers are going to be a good team. And he'll have to play maybe two of those teams. Maybe two of those teams is who he'll have to play. He's going to do that, and he's going to he's going to stay in the East. I really believe he's going to stay in the East. How could you not? How could you not want to stay in the East when you don't have to play the Rockets, the Warriors, when you don't have to play LeBron in the West? That's what's going to happen. That's your road. Even if you join up with LeBron, that's still really a bummer to play in the West in the playoffs. He's going to play in the East in the playoffs, and he is going to stay. He is going to stay. I think he's going to be a Raptor for a, a pretty considerable amount of time, at least the next uh, four or five years, I think. That's just my personal opinion because I have been touting. This is what I was talking about when we were talking about Boogie Cousins as a free agent. I was touting that these guys should want to be in the East. You should want to go to a team and really be the stud on that team and carry them to the playoffs and be the guy that can win a series on their own. Because if you're playing a team like the the Miami, if the Miami Heat get to the playoffs, let's say, for example, for example, or the Charlotte Hornets, for example, if somebody like that gets to the to the Eastern Conference playoffs and the Raptors are sitting there as a, a three seed or a four seed, and you're playing the Heat or the Hornets or whatever team you want to put in that's going to be a 7-8 seed, and that's your first round, you're telling me, one, that Kawhi Leonard can't beat that team by himself, and two, that after that first round, not having to play the, the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round, he's going to want to go to the West? Come on. This is easy decision and this is a great spot for him you get to play with guys like Ananobi you get to play with guys like Kawhi or Kyle Lowry excuse me you get to play you're bringing Danny Green with you that's another three-point sniper on the perimeter they've got a young core the rotation was 10 deep during the regular season last year which means if he's still worried about injury you don't have to play him a ton of minutes ease him in on like 20 22 minutes a game in that first month month and a half ease him in really make his put his mind at ease and then when he does come back then you can really roll to the playoffs and and really have a great roster have a long defensive roster uh, and, and Anobi Kawhi Leonard 
Danny Green, that's a lot of length and defense on the perimeter that's going to give teams like Boston, like the Philadelphia 76ers, they're going to give them problems because when you clamp down and you come outside and you clamp down not only on their three-point shooting but also on the plays, on the passing that they're that they're make the, the passes that they're making off of the three-point shooting, that's really going to hurt a lot of the things that teams like the 76ers do that you saw Boston what they were doing off of the three-point shooting and off of the that perimeter passing. It's going to hurt what they do and it's going to hurt uh, a lot of schemes and and I think it's going to be a really tough defense to play against. So this is a great move for Kawhi and and I think that this is a move that sticks more than people anticipate. And now here's here's the Timberwolves lens that I was talking about and that I think you should be looking at. So now if you're the Timberwolves and you're looking at the Western Conference the the Lakers seem like a real project this year. I'm not willing to say that a LeBron led team is going to miss the playoffs. It's just I I was preparing for high school last time I saw LeBron miss the finals. That's how long of a stretch. That's been my lifetime. It has been LeBron just in the finals. That's basically the the vast majority of my mature life uh, has been LeBron James in in the finals. The vast majority of my mature life has been just James in the finals again and again and again and again. And so it's hard for me to say that he's just going to miss the playoffs entirely. That said, this is a really young team that he is guiding. I don't think that I, I'm. I really don't think that a top four spot is guaranteed at all. Like a lot of people, I think the top four teams in the West right now, I would probably say, are the Warriors, the Rockets, the Thunder, and then you could convince me it's either a team like the Spurs with Demar Derozan on there that is an All Star talent. You can say whatever you want about his three-point inefficiencies in the playoffs or about his his defensive inefficiencies just in general, but that is still an all-star caliber player that is on a team with a lot of really young talent that's really good. Uh, it really, really good. I really like uh, DeJounte Murray. I really... I, I really like uh, Lonnie Walker. Uh, Chimizzi Matu is a good depth player. Uh, a bunch of young, good, solid guys, and they still have LaMarcus Aldridge. So that's still a great team. And then you have the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, with Rudy Gobert. I think that both of those teams, you could convince me either one of those guys are going to be in the fourth spot. And then you have the Lakers falling in, I think, as a 7-8 seed. If you're the Timberwolves, the Lakers did not get better with Kawhi. He didn't go to the Clippers, so I think the Clippers are out of the playoffs now. I think this I think this Kawhi move helps you. I think this Kawhi move helps you. I think that I'm less scared of a team that's trusting DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs than uh, definitely than a team that has Kawhi, but I, I, I just, is it weird that it feels almost like the DeMar DeRozan problems of the playoffs maybe come back to bite the, the Spurs a little bit in this trade. I, I, and again, he's going to be with Popovich for a season. The Spurs are a confident and incompetent franchise, especially when it comes to the playoffs. But 
I, it just feels like such a great trade for the Timberwolves as far as there wasn't a team that got marketably better in the West. I, I think the Spurs are – the needle didn't move a terrible, terribly too much for the Spurs uh, with the acquisition of DeMar DeRozan. And so I really think that this was a great trade for the Timberwolves because now you have the Clippers aren't going to get better, which was a, a team that Kawhi could have gone. The Lakers – are going to be a 7-8 seed. I think that the Timberwolves fall into place as this 6th seed uh, with the Blazers kind of being the odd man out when the, the music stops for the, the Western Conference musical chairs that we have going here. And, and I think that the Timberwolves ha, have cemented themselves as, as a 6th seed before the... I know the regular season hasn't even started. I'm maybe getting ambitious and, and getting a little ahead of my skis here. But I like that as far as kind of the bottom four teams that they have to play, the the Kawhi trade didn't really bolster any of their stocks. You don't see the Clippers really moving up. You don't see the Lakers r- really moving up. Uh, and then you have to beat out the, the teams you're going to have to beat out anyways, like the, the Blazers. And you have the, the Pelicans. There, but the the Clippers didn't get better. I think you have the Pelicans slide into that seventh spot, and really, if you're the Timberwolves, you're fighting for uh, a, either the sixth or seventh spot with the Pelicans, in my eyes. And I think the the Timberwolves can grab a, a sixth seed this year, and I think that it's not a huge jump from the eighth seed, uh, especially when they were a team that you really thought could lock in that third or fourth seed last year. But as far as just expectations, I think six seed is very realistic, and it is a jump from the A seed last year. And this could have gone really bad for a lot of teams in the West, and it ended up that it didn't. And I think that's a that's a positive to take from the Timberwolves. I know that a lot of fans maybe are disappointed in the free agency that the Timberwolves had, and it's not always about what your team is doing, but what the teams are doing around you. And so, as far as the Kawhi trade, if we're listing winners and losers, I think the Timberwolves are definitely a winner here in the Kawhi trade because now you're not having to play Kawhi in the playoffs and because he's not he's not really adding enough talent to a, a fringe 9-8 seed team that is going to make them an actual threat towards the Timberwolves and the the playoff spots that they're vying for. And I think that really is a big win for the Timberwolves. And I think that that means that they can actually beat out the Lakers as far as playoff seeding. And these are good things. These are good things for the Timberwolves. I really like them. And we're going to talk about the Timberwolves free agency, talk a little bit more about that, what I've seen from people covering the sport, from fans talking with people, uh, and why I think it hasn't been an altogether terrible free agency first we're going to have a break for some sponsors talking about free agency just talked about the Kawhi Leonard trade why it ended up that the Timberwolves are a winner out of that trade and how that affects the Western Conference picture now we're going to talk about the free agency period for the Timberwolves now Sometimes when I'm preparing for a show, we're going to let you behind the curtain a little bit. Sometimes when I'm preparing for a show, 
I like to t- I like to look up stats. I like to deep dive stats. I-, I like to look up different aspects of a player's game. Maybe catch a little uh, tape, relook at some stuff if I'm cu- if I'm talking about a game. Maybe look up the highlights again, or try and find the game on uh, the the NBA app uh, on League Pass and rewatch sections of the game. Uh, get ready in that manner. And sometimes I like to go and. And read stories about that are written about the Timberwolves. Read posts on, on Reddit from Timberwolves fans. Look on Twitter at what Timberwolves fans are saying, how they're feeling. Talk to Timberwolves fans. I know. I live in Minneapolis, so I, I can find Timberwolves fans fairly easily. Uh, and, and talk to them. See how they're feeling. Get a read on just the fan base and how the fan base feels about their team. Because it, it, sometimes that can be just as important as... Uh, what people are writing about the Timberwolves, and to really get a read on how people are thinking about this team uh, before I I prepare for a show and ask preparation for a show. And that's what I did today. I've been looking at what Timberwolves fans have been saying over the last few days, what Timberwolves writers have been putting down uh, in print and online, uh, talking to friends who are Timberwolves fans. And the general consensus seems to be uh, an air of disappointment about the Timberwolves. Free agency is really winded down now, especially that it was already pretty wound down. It got going a little bit because now Kawhi has officially been moved and, and the, the trade that everybody knew was coming all summer but took longer than anticipated has finally been made. And now free agency is basically wound down. Uh, again, like we've talked about so many times here on the show, there hasn't been a lot of money to move around for free agency, and so uh, with the cap being set at uh, $101 million, there wasn't a ton of wiggle room for plenty of teams to make moves, and so you saw this effect where a lot of restricted free agents were just having to go back to the team instead of hitting the market because they didn't want to, they knew that they would lose more money in the market than probably just signing with their team because of how starved the market is for cap space. And so, because of that, you could describe the free agency as boring. I didn't think it was it was super boring. We still had plenty of activity. I enjoyed it, but it, it was quieter. And so, in that kind of quiet vacuum and lack of cap space, and and. All, all that, you see the Timberwolves not really making too many moves. They uh, let Bielitsa walk. They're able to save some money by waving uh, Cole. You have them bringing back Derrick Rose. You have them bringing back Anthony Tolliver, uh, former Timberwolf from 2012, who, who rejoined with the team for a year contract. Derrick Rose rejoins the team for a one-year contract. These are, are small moves. The biggest moves the Timberwolves had at all free agency were probably their draft picks and, and, and grabbing, grabbing guys in the draft like Joshua Kogi, Keita Bates, Jop. Those were probably their biggest moves. And so you see kind of a disappointment from a lot. I've seen a lot of fans talk about how they're a little disappointed that they didn't go out and get somebody bigger, uh, that they weren't able to, to make a, a big trade, they weren't able to make a splash. Uh, I think it, it's also troubling when you have quiet free agency moves and your your fan base is reading these stories about Towns and Jimmy Butler trouble, which we kind of debunked 
the other week. I already talked about that. I don't want to really talk about it again. I, I, I don't really want to talk about Timberwolves locker room dysfunction, or at least specifically that one again. But uh, you have fans reading that in the news. You have fans reading about uh, the Wiggins problems with the, in the locker room. And so when your locker room problems and angst are the biggest things to read about your team in free agency, it can be, it's understandable why it's disappointing what they're doing or a lack of what they're doing. But let's just remember, folks, they came into this already over the cap hit, and they didn't have a lot of wiggle room. Uh, they had some mid-level exception money that they spent on, on a couple guys uh, retaining a couple vets or, or grabbing a couple vets. Uh, but to avoid going deep into the luxury tax, this team did not have a lot of disposable income. And so first of all, I'm not sure what people were expecting them to do anyways as far as free agents when you can't hand out a bunch of money. Secondly, when you're looking for uh, when you're looking for teams to take on your contracts in a trade or to get rid of some of these contracts or even to try and grab some new faces in a trade, you're, the pieces that you're moving, you can't move Jimmy Butler or Towns. I still consider both of those guys untradeable. You gotta retain. You gotta do whatever you can to retain both those guys. And the only way I would trade Jimmy Butler is if you absolutely know that he's not going to come back. So th- right there, you can't trade those guys. Now you can trade Wiggins, but he has a terrible contract. Next five years, uh, you're gonna have Wiggins. So. You're not getting rid of him, especially after the year he had. Maybe if he has a great season this season, you can trade him. But you're not getting rid of him. And you know what? You should do what I've done, which is just already assign myself. I've already assigned myself to the Wiggins train. I'm on the way. Let's go. 27 years old, we're still going to have Wiggins around. That's where I'm at. I'm going to be 27, and we're still going to be on the Wiggins contract. Let's go. That That's just, just buckle up for a lot of Andrew Wiggins. So... Just assign yourself to that. Stop giving yourselves false hope. That's what I've done. So Andrew Wiggins, really hard contract to offload. Gorgie, really hard contract to offload. And the Timberwolves didn't help themselves either because Tibbs didn't really play him a lot. So a team doesn't really know what the recent version of Gorgie is because he hasn't seen a very big sample size at all of Gorgie Jang. So that that's a tough contract to move. And you got to be careful, too, because you don't want to make the second mistake to get rid of the first mistake. The first mistake was giving Gorgie too much money. You don't want to make the second mistake of giving up too much. You don't want to trade. You don't want to put together like a, a Justin Patton, Tyus Jones, Gorgie contract to get back somebody who's a B-level player and you're getting rid of a bad contract. That is making two mistakes because now you're making the second mistake to get rid of the first mistake which was the Gorgie contract. And you can't do that. You can't you can't backpedal like that as a team because you're going to end up with more negative than positive. You are. You just are. Maybe you get back a pretty decent player, but you had two decent players or you had two guys you didn't know the ceiling of in Tyus Jones and Justin Patton that you're just giving up on and and sailing to another team to get out of this contract. I think you just sit with the contract and you see what you have in your young talent. I know that I said putting Tyus Jones in a trade with Gorgie, I was fine with, especially if they traded Aaron Holiday. But the fact that they're not able to move them 
either they aren't trying or teams were asking for a lot more than just one young piece to go with a contract like that. And so whichever one of those is the case, you just don't want to sell too much. You, you can't. You can't sell too much, uh, especially when your team is set up, when you're giving guys like Wiggins, you're hoping to give guys like Towns. When those players, young guys, guys in their early, early 20s are getting max contracts, you can't sell too many young talents down the river because you're building for the future. You really are. You want to be good now, but you really are building for the future, which is the smart play because in two years you're going to have uh, three Warriors players up for max contracts, and I, I don't think there's any way they keep that core together. So building for the future and being good right now rather than trying to sell the farm to, to be great right now I think is the move to make because whatever – deal you're making it's not a deal that's being the Warriors I can promise you that and so as far as the Timberwolves free agency uh, the Anthony Tolliver signing to kind of get a cheaper maybe a cheaper version of what you were hoping to get in Bielitsa I, I I think that's a solid sign. I think bringing Derrick Rose back, I think he did some things to help the pace of the offense and was a, a fairly nice bench piece for the Timberwolves. I don't hate that signing for only a couple million dollars. And now I think the real test of if... I'm not going to say the Timberwolves had a good free agency yet. I think they have had solid, fact, solid pieces... M- They've had solid moves made in this free agency if you're including the draft. They've had solid moves made to where this could be a successful free agency. But now the rubber meets the road here for the Timberwolves by what their coach does in the first few months of this season. Namely, Tibbs, can you play these young guys and see what you have here? Can you make this a 9-10 man rotation? and see what you have in these young guys. Battle test these guys. See what we've got in the youth on this team. Get the rotation to get a little... Make the rotation longer and actually see where this roster is at as a whole. I know what I can get from the starting five. I don't need to see them play 45 minutes a night in September, October, November. I don't need that. At the beginning of November, I don't need Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns to be playing 44 minutes in a game. That's unnecessary, and it's a waste. It's a waste of their talent. It's a waste of the mileage on their legs. I need to see what I have in Josh. I need to see what I have in Keita. I need to see what, what Justin Patton is going to be on this roster. I need to see if Tyus Jones can actually improve offensively. These are the things I need to see in October. These are the things I need to see in the first few weeks of November. And you know what? If they take some lumps then, you should be good enough, not only as a team, but as a coaching staff, to be able to compensate for that. The season is a marathon, not a sprint. And if you trip, in the, if you trip out the gate, it shouldn't affect how you finish the race. And so if you're worried as a coaching staff about losing one game because you played Justin Patton 25 minutes in October – then we need a new coaching staff. That's just the way it is. But not finding out what you have in this young core of talent, which should be really good. You have a 20th pick. You have a 17th pick. These are, these are solid guys. You're not trying to test out undrafted free agents here. And if you can't figure out what you have in the first few months of the season with those guys, 
we need a new coaching staff because you're not doing your job. And that's your job is to figure out your entire roster. I don't need you to tell me and show me that Jimmy Butler is good. I know he's good. He's an all-star level player. He was an all-star level player. Now we need to figure out if Josh Okogie can turn into an all-star. If Justin Patton can turn into an all-star. If Tyus Jones can be an actual contributor on this team. If he can be the offensive piece that this team needs at point guard, not just a defensive asset. These are things we need to find out. And if you can do that in September and October, then the Timberwolves had a great free agency. With the draft, the Timberwolves had a great free agency. But you're not going to know that until then. That's all I got for you, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I I know that I'm sure you've noticed by now we have the slim down format. Uh, It's the end of July. We're heading into August. Uh, This is the lean time for NBA. So we're going down to one show a week. Uh, I hope that you're, you just uh, are enjoying the one show a week that we have. And, and thank you so much for your continued loyalty to the show. Don't worry. We'll be back up in high octane once the season kicks off again. Don't you worry about that. Uh, for right now, this is the show of the week. So this is Colt Molesky signing off. Thank you so much for listening to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.